to My Guest Needs an Introduction, the show where my guest needs an introduction, because they're not a celebrity, and that's okay. Today, on the show, I have my friend Namrata. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. Good. All right. Okay. Are you ready to get into this? Yes. All right. So, if I mispronounce anything, please correct me, um, because I cannot pronounce cities and or... I can pronounce countries. I could just not <laughs> cities. Not okay. great at it. Okay. So you were born in Derendun. Derendun. Okay, I'm very off. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you preempted that, so it's Derendun. Okay, nice. Yeah. And then you've also lived in Chennai. Yes. Okay. Was I? I was off. I was off. Oh. No, that was done. That was better. <laughs> Chennai. Yeah. Chennai. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then you've also lived in Kuwait. Yes. I know. I got that one. Yep. Yeah. Um. So. How long did you live in each place, and what was each place like? Okay, so um, Teradun is like a, a, a city in, in the north, and uh, so, so I actually originally hailed from Chennai, Tamil Nadu, so that's a different state in the south, and my parents moved to, to the north because of my dad's joy, uh, job in the oil sector in India, and so I was uh, born in Teradun, and I was there for the first three years of my life, I think, yeah. And then after that, I moved to Chennai for a very short time because my dad was actually uh, thinking of moving to Kuwait from India because mm-hmm. Kuwait's oil sector, as no one needs an ex- <laughs> like, you know, introduction for that, the Middle East in general, oil hub. So my dad was thinking of mo- you know, switching jobs over to a different country. And so during that transition period, I was in Chennai for some time. Um, but then ever since the age of four, I've been in Kuwait. So okay. yeah, from four till 17, before coming to the US, I was in Kuwait, so. What do you remember about like Chennai or? Dehradun? Yeah, Dehradun. Right. Um, Dehradun, absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, I'm just, okay, again, nothing. Un- under the age of, I mean, you know, no memories at all. Maybe like one or two of like, maybe moving out very slightly, like packing up, like, I don't know, you know, we're packing up the mattress or something. I don't know, but very like few memories from that uh, place. But all I do know about, the place it's also it's really it's really pretty mm-hmm. very cold uh something that our family those but those weather conditions we're not used to and it's a really pretty pretty place so um and fun fact that place is located in a state that was newly formed at that time oh so cool. yeah yeah so it was part of a bigger state and then for administrative purposes the government of india was like okay we're gonna chop the state <laughs> chop this part of the state off and make a new one um so there's always been some passport troubles with it like there are doing Uttar Pradesh or Dehradun, Uttarakhand. Like, they're like, which state? Which state is it in? Um, so that's been fun. But yeah, really little memories. And with Chennai, what's interesting is that um, although I lived there in that, during that transition period between India and Kuwait, um, I g- went back every summer. Like mm-hmm. every, you know, three months I go back to, you know, visit my grandparents and everything. So it's been great. So if, if you total all that, it'll probably come to about like a good you know, three, four years. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's great. Chennai is humid, humid. Oh, my God. Really? So, <laughs> you, like, you leave the airport, it hits you in the face. Oh. It's like paparazzi in your face. Just like, what? It's like a wall. Yeah, just a wall. And, oh. oh, it feels, like, I don't need to explain how humidity feels, guys, but, like, yeah, you just don't feel clean. And it's, But it's also like, oh, this is home. <laughs> you know, like, when it hits you in the face. But uh, Chennai, the best memories that I have or some of the like most memorable things and this is very it's the smaller things in life which is when there's like a power cut which used to mm-hmm. be very common 
um, and there's like no electricity in the house, like you're sweating a lot, right? But then there's also ice cream in the refrigerator that's melting off. So then everyone in the family used to go to the refrigerator, get a, get the ice cream out, and everyone shares it. They're like, okay, okay, start oh, eating nice. off the like, ice eat cream. Eat as much ice, ice cream, cream as you can. can. Yeah. yeah. And then when the power comes back on, man, having that AC right next to your face, that's like a bliss. Oh, that was great. So I would do that so often. I mean, I know that was good for my health, but I would keep my face so close to the AC all the time. So like that's just, that's how Chennai was, but it, it was great. Um, and, and sorry, yeah, so I hope that answered the question. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, definitely yeah. did. Yeah. So what was it like growing up in Kuwait? Kuwait, oh, so interesting. So, um, right, I moved at the age of four, so I really didn't, you know, know that we're moving to a different con- country, the concept of a country, to be honest. I think, like, as a kid, I was really, really quiet and just very, like, was not very inquisitive either. Like, I just mm-hmm. took it as is, and I just used to stare a lot. So when we moved... um. I had no particular feelings, but, you know, once we joined school, so I think that was, like, the biggest, like, factor of, of in my life when, when I was in Kuwait. So I joined an Indian school. Mm-hmm. So for me, the adjustment process was relatively easy because, of course, I'm starting school in this new place. Plus, it's all, like, Indian people, and I never felt any, dif- like, different or anything like that. And we're amongst our own community. So it was uh, it was pretty chill, and that was my whole life in Kuwait, and that's what made things interesting and like pretty cool. Um, I think outside of school, it was just us as a family going to like different places. So the thing is, when I came to America, I realized, oh, people travel here and there for like adventure purposes, mm-hmm. like hiking and like whitewater rafting and stuff like that. Kuwait, <laughs> nope, no, <laughs> yeah, it's a very small country, and it's just a desert, you know. Yeah, like, of course, a lot of it is like very developed city life and and then the other half is just desert and like oil rigs so there's not much to do in terms of like activity so our family luckily enough is like a movie buff kind of a thing so okay my parents i mean if you meet any indian i think it's very rare to find an indian who hates movies <laughs> you know it's like it runs in our blood like it and i'm sure people have heard of bollywood too yeah but that's like the major industry but each state has their own language and they have their own like film industries too oh cool yeah yeah so my parents grew up like both of them are tamil so that's the state that i you know i hail from and uh, they both grew up on tamil movies so they're really really crazy about it What's great is that Kuwait has a huge enough Indian population that they bring or like they sh- they screen a lot of Indian movies, like different languages. Oh, nice. So Hindi, Tamil, Telugu, like whatever it is, they have like four different languages they screen, like Indian languages they screen. Mm-hmm. So my parents and I, every weekend we used to go and watch some Tamil movie. So that was like, I think that was the mo- most common activity that we did uh, being in Kuwait. But other times, just like, you know, going to restaurants, going to malls. Yeah, malls is a huge thing in Kuwait, too. Really? Like all, yeah. Yeah, that's their main source of entertainment, honestly. Because, like, no matter where you come from, like, Kuwaiti, Egyptian, Indian, everyone ends up going to malls. <laughs> and that has everything, right? It's got the restaurants, it's got the movie theater, so, like, yeah. you know, you just do everything over there. So, that's, like, the hub. Well, even in the U.S., I remember as, like, in middle school and high school, like, uh-huh. just going to the mall and yeah. walking around for hours right? was the thing to do. Like, you wouldn't necessarily buy anything. Yeah. You're yeah. just there hanging out. Like, maybe you would buy, like, a pair of cheap sunglasses or something stupid you would spend right. your money on. But it's just, like, walking around for hours. Exactly. No, I agree. And just, like, a lot of window shopping. And yeah. I don't know if that's a good or bad sign, but, like, <laughs> I still do it when I go to Kuwait. Like, when my friends are there, we just go around walking in the mall and we're like, what's up? Like, what's hey, new? you get a little bit of exercise. You right. get to see what's new on the shelves. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's definitely the main, uh, way to, main activity over there. <laughs> yeah. Nice, so. nice. And, I mean, 
technically, you also have lived in Canada for a little while, more yeah. recently. Oh, yeah, very recently because of, um, to, give, to give some context, when COVID hit, my my parents are still in Kuwait, but Kuwait had, was undergoing a lockdown. And in India, it was also like, I think, having a lockdown that time. But, you know, I don't want to travel to India without my parents because mm-hmm. the rest all are like extended family. So I wanted to be with my parents, if anything. But since they're stuck in Kuwait, like my other option was to uh, uh, to go to Canada where my sister is. So, uh, yeah, I, I left like when when uh, IU closed down or when they announced that they're going to close for spring break. I immediately booked uh, tickets to visit my sister. And fun fact, guys, the the day that I landed, that's when Justin Trudeau announced, hey, we're closing down Canadian borders. And, oh, my God, I was having, like, a heart attack between the time that I got off the plane and went to the immigration officer. And I was like, please don't send me back because I'm scared, please. Yeah. And but they, they were super chill. They just looked at the passport. They didn't even stamp anything. They're like, okay, peace, just go inside. <laughs> like, cool. It drives me insane. Canada is horrible about stamp- stamping passports. And I want the stamp on my passport. <laughs> like, I want it. You know, it's like a please. nice little, like, ah, oh, this is where I went. They right. never stamp it. I've been there three times. And they don't stamp it. I have, they've yet to stamp it. <laughs> I Yeah, that, that was the first time I actively took notice that they didn't stamp it but I'm assuming yeah every other time they've not done that either but yeah so that was the reason I ended up being in Canada that was like for a good 11 months so that was great um I think it just depends on the place that you're in but my sister actually lives in uh Kelowna in in uh, British Columbia so western province first off BC is beautiful yeah mountains everywhere Mm -hmm. and I don't trust North Americans when they say lakes because when they say lakes, they mean oceans. Okay, I don't get this. In India, lake means a small like water body. <laughs> oh, you mean like Lake Michigan? Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. literally the size of a, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, what? You this? can't see across. Yeah, yeah, you cannot see. I'm like, this is not a lake. This is a whole sea. Like, what is this? So the same thing in BC, right? And yeah. mountains everywhere. So her town of Kelowna is right in between the mountains. So it's so, so pretty. Like when you're landing itself, you can see all the mountains from up above. And when you're in the town, like, sunset, sunrise, everything's really, really pretty. So I was, like, I felt like I was in a painting for 11 <laughs> months, basically. But um, in terms of just life, there was, it's a smaller town, so, like, it's not very, very busy. And with COVID going on, we didn't go out much. But, you know, I got a good chance to, like, hang out with my sister's friends, and they were super, super fun. People were pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those 11 months were actually, I mean, as opposed to a lot of people having a tough time, I think I was definitely, uh, like you know in gratitude that you know things worked out better and I was having a pretty fun time with my sister because I was reconnecting with her also after a very long time mm-hmm. so uh it, it was great overall good place quiet town things that I like because I don't usually like that much of like city life so yeah. I really really preferred this but other places I did visit was Calgary as well as uh, in Alberta as well as Vancouver Vancouver nice. is beautiful too a yeah gorgeous city right the city like with <clears throat> water body right there and just you know also pretty crowded, but you know, whatever it is, like it's uh it's great for like a two, three day visit personally yeah. for me. But it was it was great. Um and then Calgary was the exact opposite. It's like a flatland. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the, the houses like ten miles away because it's oh, so that's flat. awesome. <laughs> yeah, my brother in law has a thing against Albertans. He's just like, yo, BC is like way better. They have like these interstate li- rivalry, right? And so when we enter like Alberta, he's like, What is this? What is this shit? <laughs> like, okay. 
Wow. But yeah, it was it was pretty funny. I didn't know there was a feud between different provinces. There is. They hit it. So they hit it when other like so if I'm in BC and there's an Albertan card, then people are just like, yo, why is he in this town? Like, ooh. What? <laughs> Vice versa. I'm not even joking. <laughs> they're like. I guess there's not I I, I because I okay I know provinces are different than states but right. like I I just think like about like it as states because I guess there's probably more traveling between states here than maybe in Canada, Canada? I'm I don't not know. sure I honestly thought provinces are the same as states <laughs> to be honest yeah that's what I thought of them too the only time I take notice of someone's license plate if it's from like Hawaii or Alaska and I think I wonder how they got here (laughs) right because like it's either they have to ship it or they drive it no no I I think it's less of the the physical factor it's just more so like hey our place is better than yours (laughs) like you know that kind of a thing wow there's Uh, it's funny yeah I did not know there was like (laughs) a beef right right like an unsaid beef like whose place is better Uh, but yeah it's, it's fun to see yeah um, so when you were in Canada, did you, do, did you, since you were surrounded by the outdoors, did you do a lot of outdoor activities like hiking or kayaking? I don't know. <laughs> so girl, you're asking the wrong person. Wrong here. person. <laughs> well, I guess, um, well for me, I, you know, this COVID situation made me realize how much of a, like I can be both if I wanted to. So if nobody pushes me, I will be a homebody. But yeah. if someone says like, Hey, you want to you know, go out and do yeah. something. I'm like, yeah, cool. That's fine too. But <laughs> you just, just someone needs to suggest the idea. Yeah. So my um, sister is more uh, inclined to do stuff outdoors. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law's ideal weekend is just sitting at home and watching movies and like having, you know, beer, just like, you know, whatever, whatever. So it, it, it's like, you know, two different uh, perspectives to deal yeah. with. But I think the most activity I did or the, the best one I remember is actually doing um, like a river float. Oh, nice. Right. So it, it was summer. Yeah, summer and, you know, it was perfect weather, like 20 degrees Celsius or something. And so my sister's friends suggested, hey, we've got like our floaties and everything. So oh. let's just do a river float. And so, you know, everyone got their, you know, beer and everything. And uh, we just started from one point of the river and then we just floated all the way down. So that was like a good one and a half hour. <laughs> just like <laughs> like just relaxing. Chilling. And, yeah, just chilling, chilling on a river. Just chilling. Just chilling. So it was a very fun experience because that's the first time I've ever done anything like that. Yeah. Um, and um, by the way, guys, I don't know how to swim. So so <laughs> you can clearly... And, but luckily, the river was not deep or okay. anything like that. So, you know. Uh, but you were clinging to the floaty I just was in clinging case. to the floaty. So I made sure someone else got down and tested the depth so that okay. I, before I get down because I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Some of those Canadian, like, rivers and lakes, it's very... Um, it, it's like... Oh shoot! Like it doesn't. It looks shallower than it right. is. Yeah. Um. Mm. Cause I've been up in some of the boundary water areas, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it looks like five feet deep, and it's really like twenty. It's right. just you could see straight down. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a bit scary to me. So <laughs> as long as I have people with me and I'm on a floaty, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as you've got the floaty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. But yeah, that, I think that's the most outdoor activity. <laughs> Well, you've been hiking. You went on a hiking trip here through IU. Yes, yeah, that was like uh, uh, through IU Outdoor Adventures, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and oh man, that was really, really good. Again, when I like speaking of just my you know past, I've just never done any of this outdoor stuff being yeah. in Kuwait. And then since I was in India, like three months at a time, like I really didn't you know have an opportunity to do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing that in IU was like really, really refreshing, or like just a new perspective in general. Because yeah. for me, I've 
I will openly say like I I feel like I've always been brought up in a very protected environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the second sibling, so you know, <laughs> parents are more like softer on me, <laughs> and I'm also eight years younger, so it's like you know there's a huge like age gap and just a generational difference as yeah. well. So, um, I always felt like I've had things like pretty protected. So when I did that trip, it was you know being out in nature and like having to do stuff and like you know put your ass to work <laughs> and just like. Um, you know, deal with whatever issues that you come up with, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that that was a great, a, a great experience, and I felt confident after doing that kind of a trip. That too was like seven days altogether. So yeah, you know, basically no shower for seven <laughs> days, and I, I mean that that really scared me before going on the trip. But then while doing it, I was like. Uh, living my life yeah. so I was like you know you know if every if you smell everyone's yeah everyone yeah so we're just like yeah. camouflaging each other, you yeah. know whatever um and yeah th- that was a uh, overall just a really really uh, great experience yeah yeah um would you do something like that again i to be honest i would i okay. would like it's just i think after that i don't know i feel like my semesters got busier and busier and i was just like okay but that i would definitely love to do something like that again yeah, yeah, just like a seven day, like you just get off the map and just go somewhere. <laughs> Obviously, in a big group. Yeah, I'm scared to do it on my own or just with like two oh, people. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you th- want like like a bigger group. Safety yeah. in numbers. Yes, exactly. Like safety in numbers. numbers yeah. You're less likely to. I mean, there are lots of bears in North America, right? So <laughs> less likely to have to deal with that. Exactly. Um, something I wanted to talk to you about, which uh-huh. I thought was funny, is that as a kid, you used to play floors, lava, and temples. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so I will explain this concept. So, oh man, if there's any Indian <laughs> viewer, like, I apologize. So the temples, well, they're built of stone, right? Mm-hmm. I so in in summertime, like, uh, I'm trying to think. The weather is probably like in Celsius, it's like about 38, 40 degrees Celsius. So very right? hot. Like, it's pretty hot. Yeah, extremely hot. So that's the time that I used to visit India, right? So yeah. uh, we would have a bunch of temples that my mom would wanna visit and like you know pray at. And all of these, most of them are pretty open. So they had like stone flooring too that's Mm -hmm. exposed to direct sunlight, right? So when you're walking on it, like it's just super hot. So you got to run for it. (laughs) So the adults are like, oh, we're mature. We can take it, right? The kids, they're like, yo, get out of the way. We need some shade. And so uh, every summer it would be me with my cousins. So we would all go as like a huge family to each temple. And so... The kids just did not give a shit. We're just like, can you please get us out of the sun? So we're like, floor is lava. So like, find whatever shade you can, like a tree, like some sand on the side. I don't know, like some dude just giving you shade over there. Like whatever, just run for it. It was super, super hot sometimes. So that was like a mini game we used to play every time we went to a temple. Like, floor is lava, run. But it was a practical purpose too. Yeah, it was. It was. I did not want my feet to get burnt. It. Uh, so that's why some temples actually have sand flooring so that's way more helpful yeah and some temples have shade but others they just like expose <laughs> direct sunlight direct sunlight so. did you ever get in trouble or like with adults or anything like that or was it like so widespread with all the kids that it was like nah it's fine it's yeah no no i think the adults understood they were they were probably thinking at their age like we would also be running yeah like barefoot like you know that's it's uh it's pretty tough so th- no trouble but yeah, it was it was tough sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> just getting out of the car, you're just like oh, because you cannot. By the way, guys, for context, you cannot enter the temple with footwear, like yeah. in the temple, right? So you leave the footwear in the car or outside the temple. The moment you put your foot outside, that's it. <laughs> you just gotta run. <laughs> so if you're lucky that day, it's like not as hot, so you'll be fine. But but 
there were a few but days. if it's direct sunlight, yeah. For, oh, the yeah. only other cure is like sometimes. So the, the the some temples have this like like area where they have water to like wash your feet. Yeah. So that's the perfect place to go and just like. To, you know, douse your feet in like water. Like, please cool yourself down. <laughs> yeah, a yeah, cool bit. yourself down a bit. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the go-to. But you know, oh man, <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. So at IU, you're a part of a dance team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what what kind of dances do you do? Have you always danced, or is this just something you started recently? Right. Um. So a little bit of background. I uh was trained in uh, Indian classical dance, the form nice. called Bharatanatyam. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, India has a lot of classical dances, but this is one of like the main forms that we have. And so I started that training when I was in Kuwait. And that was, I, I think I joined when I was, what, like six years old. And I stopped training at maybe, um, I'm thinking 12. Yeah, 12 okay. to 12. So like, I did it for six years. And that tr- uh, training was super helpful in, I guess, sort of being able to do other dance forms for sure because it's a very strict form of training. And so once I finished that, um, the reason that I stopped too is because I slowly started losing interest and more so I think the uh, Indian academic system stresses a lot on, or the Indian school system stresses a lot on education. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, academics, sorry. Like, so more than extracurriculars, academics is what's yeah. important. So, and the way that I was brought up and just my personality in general, I felt like that's just what I should give more importance to. So I just mm-hmm. dropped the dance aspect of it. So whenever the school had some dance programs, like I would join occasionally. But I remember like it was very sparse and like in between, you know. So when I came to college and I realized that there's an avenue to like, you know, have this on the side, mm-hmm. I was super, super excited. And so the the dance team I'm part of is called Diverse. And it was, I think, if I'm not wrong, it was started in like 2017 or 18. And it, they basically focus on K-pop dancing. Oh, cool. But also they have hip-hop on the side. So we, I mean, initially started off very like K-pop focused, but mm-hmm. now we do more dances that are more so of other cultures as well. So like recently we had like a Vietnamese uh, association dance as well. And then cool. like they're also dancing for Step Africa. So they have some like step movements in it too. So we try to, I think as we've grown as an, like an organization, we also wanted to like have other cultural aspects in our dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been super fun. So for me, I got into the K-pop groove in what, like 2014. And if people ask me like why you love K-pop, more than the music, it's the music videos. They're Listen, so intricate. They're so right? cool. Yeah. You show me some other like any other like culture that has put so much effort into music videos in terms of lighting and in terms of just like art direction and just concept, like consistently really great music videos. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for that. So mm-hmm. I think that and the dancing, the dancing, like some of the choreographies are just insane. so good. Right. So that's how I got into that groove. And so when I realized it's a group like that actually performs some of that music, I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. So that's why I, I joined uh, Diverse and it's been great so far. So, yeah. Do you have any, have you been able to perform at all this year or do you have any performances coming up? So this year, like the Vietnamese one was actually a recorded one and the nice. performance coming up is actually today, guys. It's what? At, yeah, yeah. It's called the Step Africa one. I think it's at, um, well, I'm not performing in this okay. particular one, but um, sorry, I forgot the time, but it's on Dun, I think Dun Meadow, if I'm not wrong. Okay. And uh, it's, oh God, I think it's 5 to 6 p.m. or something. But yeah, our group will be performing there as well. So like there's a bunch of groups that are going to be doing it. Um, so yeah, one of them will be diverse. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So they're perf- that's a live performance for th- this uh, this you know semester. But so far, I think a lot of I, last semester I was not active at all because I was in mm-hmm. a different country itself. But um, I know World's Fair took place and that was totally virtual. So they mm-hmm. basically groups had to send their recordings of their dance and then judges like sort of 
you know, judged the dances and like uh, awarded a winner. And Divers won last semester. Oh, actually. are yeah, you yeah, serious? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I think I've done a great job at like trying to balance it out. But yeah, there's some live, some recorded. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how that's going so far. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. It was awesome to be here. Thanks for listening. Please tune in next time.